G'day gang, welcome back to the BNF podcast. Um, sorry we missed last week, but we had a lot on. We've bought a new house, so pretty full on. Um, Dad's gone to Germany, but I'm back this week. Um, again with no friends, but um, it's alright. I'm trying, but um, I think we'll hop straight into it. Today will be a bit of a, I'll try to make it a quick episode. I'll try not to yap on as I always do. Because I'm not feeling 100%, but um, just a quick episode. I'll aim for 20 minutes not to take up much of your time. Anyway, but we'll start off with um, Australia winning by nine wickets over in um, India. It's pretty cool. Not cool. It's, I, uh, I'm actually going to go the complete opposite. It's not very cool. That it's In fact, it's disappointing that it's taking this long to produce something because... We've shown glimpses and we've had chances, but this is the first time we've taken it. We've done well to sort of stand up and not... In the other previous two test matches, I think we've sort of... I suppose when there was a challenge coming our way, we'd kind of just, I don't know, like... If there were challenge, we'd just kind of back down from the challenge and try to take the easy way out and just wouldn't work when we weren't playing to the best of our ability. But I think now... I think this is was a real show of character and really showed the Australian spirit. And as well, we've qualified for the um, World Test Championship, which is good. Um, but that's a pretty big deal. But, yeah, it's pretty... It's a quite... Um, I, I can't... I don't know what... But it's quite... To look at the Australian cricket team, you, you're either completely disappointed or really sort of proud of what they've done for you for the nation and um I think the previous two tests you've looked at them and you've been disappointed and I think everyone who who supports cricket and is Australian agrees with me there but to to sort of do this and to show that we're still around we aren't back gonna go away is pretty good but um some stats, the obvious ones, not much with the bat for India in the first innings, but um, Stark and, his, Stark and Green, they, in his, their comeback games respectively, didn't take any wickets. Um, Green got only bowled two overs, actually, for 14. But Kuhneman, um, second test match, five wickets. Murph, um, Murphy won line three. Um, Kuhneman, I think, it's quite a good idea to have... It was just sort of always so obvious to play um we had to play a leg spinner because otherwise it's just too easy but um for too easy for India but I think it's it's just good it shows kind of it shows that he is class Kuhneman is class and it's good that he's gotten his opportunity it's good that he relished in him as well um then in our first innings again um it was a pretty it was a dust bowl over there um, as a lot of subcontinental pitches is, which we'll touch on in a minute, but um, not obviously the obvious highlight was Kawaja with sixty. Um, but there isn't there wasn't too much there. But um, one thing that I think is very poor, our tails. So from Alex Carey down, made six runs. And if you look at India's tail, so what? So that's after Strika Barrett. Axar Patel. Oh, do we can Axar Yeah, we can Axar Patel's bowler. 
He made 12. Ravindra actually made 3. Umesh Yadav made 17 or 13. Adam Sirak got run out and was quite stupid. But um, if you look at... Let's go... Let's click on Ravi Ashwin. Um, Looking look at his stats, he made 500s. And then we'll go to his opposite number, Nathan Lyon. Um, he has made 050s or 0100s with a high score of 47. So I think that's something Australia need to work on. I think our bowlers are going really well with quite a good bowling unit, but I think no reason why the bowlers can't. The tail end's pretty important. If we can, I don't know, if we're 7 for 150 and start comes out to bat, it would be nice if we could get relatively close to all that 200, just like, think like that, just being able to notch up 50 runs from your tail is just something nice to rely on. But, um, yeah, um, Ravindra Jadeja took four in that innings. Um, Minus made 31 of 91 for a ball kept low and skidded under his bat, which devastated me. Um, then in the second innings, Pajara, um, 59 before Steve Smith took a blinder to dismiss him after Nathan Lyon's bowling. And the big one, Nathan Lyon, eight wickets, 11 for the test match. That's, um, I believe it's the second time he's taken... Um, eight, an eight wicket haul, but that's an amazing bowling effort from any anyone. It just shows that despite how old and how difficult the conditions will get, the go will always stand up and will always prove his worth. Um, but that kind of that all we really all we need to win then was I think seventy eight and um, did it with ease with um, Usman getting out for dark first up, but Trav Head making forty nine agonisingly close of. A fifty, um, and minus making twenty eight, both not out respectively, which is um pretty. It's good. It's not no. It's just good. The. I think the way that Travis had batted was quite. It shows who he. The way he bats, I think, shows. I've never met him, so I don't know. But from what I've seen, I think it, the way he bats shows his personality to some extent. And I kind of like that, and I like. 59 of 53, 49 of 53, sorry. Um, just, yeah, just his, he bats his way and no one can tell him differently. I think it's the same with Usman, who didn't do as well. Like, just in life, Usman is just like, I'll do this and you can't stop me. I think um, that's why those two are gonna have been such standouts because the way they just do whatever they want, it's amazing. Same with Manus and Steve Smith. They can, they've copped so much criticism for the way they bat and their sort of mannerisms and the way they go about the game. But I think there's nobody that top, even even Hanscom. I think going going through the entire um, team, like it's just this great characteristics in there to say that I do I do it my way and you can't stop me. And I I think. That's also, I'm, I'm going to touch on JL getting sacked here. I haven't done touched on that one yet, despite this being the 10th episode of the, BN, the BNF podcast. Um, I think he, I think with under Justin Langer, I don't think everyone could be themselves. I feel like his presence would have meant 
everyone has to do this, you know, get their front foot to the ball, hit the ball along the ground, you know, unless it's really there to be hit, just straight back to the bowler. I feel like um, without him there, I think players like Usman and Travis Hedge can relish in opportunity, and I think that's why that you see them having standout summers. Um, but moving on to this, I think this has been my last cricket topic for this episode. Rohit Sharma, um, Indian captain, has said, said that he's getting sick of everyone talking about the um, pitches, but I think um, I I think like I I can't I'm just trying to think about how to word it, but um. I suppose he he has more power than a lot of people in the world. Um, like, if he wanted to change it, he could. And I don't know why he doesn't. I think he's... I just don't get it. I understand that everyone's complaining about it, but there's no point... Surprise, surprise, it happens right after you lose a test match. That's all I'm saying. But, like, if you wanted to, you could make the pitches much better. The rumour is that you've gone around requesting them tailor-made for you. So I just don't think it's probably the fairest thing that you could be saying. But um, especially as a captain of a... The captain of a nation, you'd probably say... um, after you've just been borderline pumped in a test match, I just think, yes, maybe the pitch wasn't great. Yeah, but it's the same for both teams, pal. Like, that's the thing. Like, well, even when I'm playing cricket, um, our home ground is <laughs> a bit like a paddock, you know, if you've played there. Um, and you hear the other team, you know, rolling in and think and saying, oh, my God, like, look, this horrible outfield and stuff and how are we going to hit four, fours on this? And then if you lose, you hear them walking away saying, nah, it's because of the outfield. And you're like, well, same for both teams, pal. But I think that's, it applies in, should apply in, like, I think every sport, but it's the same for both teams. And I don't get, I don't really get why one team gets to complain. Traditionally, it's a losing team. Hold on. Before we move on, we have to talk about Shop for Stops. Your one-stop shop for all shop fitting needs. Shop for Shops has everything, not just for shop fittings. Do you need new coat hangers to hang your clothes on? I thought you did. Go to Shop for Shops. Do you need a new paper bag? I thought so. Do you need a new desk exactly like mine so you can do your homework? That's what I thought. Now, Shop for Shops does everything for a fabulous price. And everywhere in Australia, there's a shop for you. In Sydney on Gardeners Road... Melbourne on 89 Language Street in Collingwood, the Distribution Centre on Somerville Road in Brooklyn, and Perth on Unit 1 to 52 on Hector Street in West Osborne Park. Shop for Shops does anything you need for a great price as well. Make sure next time you need something done, you go to the lovely people at Shop for Shops and get it done there for you. Now, back to the sport. Now, in the AFL this week, we had, um, well, not the AFL, the practice matches. Um, 
On Thursday, we had three games. Um, Hawthorne, Collingwood, Fre- Hawthorne, Collingwood, Frio, Port, Brisbane and Geelong. Um, in the Hawthorne, Collingwood game, um, Collingwood winning by six. Um, of the obvious ones, the da- Josh Dacos, Taylor Adams, Chris Degoe. They're all the obvious is, but Cam McKenzie um, played really well in my opinion. He, um, I think if what he showed on Thursday is going to represent what he shows in the AFL season, I think he'll be a star. Hence why I've added him to my AFL fantasy and supercoach teams. Um, now Freo versus Port. Um, Port really got thumped out of the water by um, Port. Uh, Will Brody um, always was going to be a star, always is a star, with um, 36, t- 36 disposals, 13 kicks, 23 handballs, which would be a triple-double in NBA terms. Um, moving on to the Lions versus Geelong. The reigning premiers are getting thumped by Brisbane. Um, 46 points it ended up being. Josh Dunkley, the, the new kid on the block, with uh, um, 31 touches, 13 kicks, 18 handballs, 6 marks. Um, I think Josh Dunkley's probably going to be, obviously it's just a practice game, but we can't, so you can't say much about it yet, but by the looks of things, he's going to be a star, and if you, for, for, in his new colours, and if you disagree, then don't watch enough footy, I suppose, but, um, St Kilda versus Essendon, St Kilda summed to Essendon by 35 points in a low-scoring affair, um, yeah, I don't know about Essendon, to be honest. I know, unless they're just lying to me, I think a lot of Essendon, play, Essendon supporters um, listen to this, but I don't know how well they're going to go again this year. I can't see them, again, becoming a an amazing um, footy team. But with Scott there, you never know, but just can't see it happening. Um, and the main attraction was... <laughs> Um, we might just skip over Sydney sk- beating Carlton by 43 points. Um, yeah, but I didn't watch much of either of the f- um, three Friday night games because I was out at cricket. Um, However, my side clinched the second spot and playing a final on Friday, um, semi-final on Friday. But um, Errol Golden, by the looks of things, had a day out. <laughs> with what would have been 177 AFL fantasy points, with 45 disposals, 30 kicks, uh, 15 handballs. But someone that really stood out for me, I thought, was um, Lockie Cowan. I think he plays the way that I think most people are probably scared to. He just... He looks like a star, doesn't he? And if you... Well, I watched some of it... If, you watch the things I did and you watch the way he does it. The way he goes about it's amazing. And the other the other new kid, Ollie Hollands, also looked amazing. I saw a bit. He doesn't, didn't look to have the best kick, but, you know, your first AFL game to some degree and what can you expect from a young kid. Um, but, yeah, it's pretty... It'll be interesting to see how Carlton in general go, especially the new kids. Um, I'm really looking forward to footy season and this episode and next week and then I'll be talking about how many points Carlton beat Richmond by but um yeah Adelaide versus West Coast um Rory Laird always always dominating with 32 touches but um 
as Adelaide pumped West Coast by 59. Um, GWS versus Gold Coast. GWS won by 50, 45. Dogs versus North um, by 58. The Dogs won by 58 points. Melbourne versus Richmond. Um, the Days won by 50 points. But um, I'm going to try talk a bit quicker now, get it over and done with. But I love the community series match things, the practice games. Um, I think it's amazing how they go out to smaller community towns and oh, I just think I, lo- I love the way it's done and I think it's amazing without that game. We would have had some idea, but you wouldn't have known how good some young players might be and it's just I think the way the AFL does it is really, really, really good and... Um, yeah, and it just sh- and it gives everyone a little taste before the actual the bi- the big show begins. Um, but we'll move on to a little bit of soccer because from the multiple times my podcast has been blared on the laptop speakers in front of the entire class. Um, everyone's like, "Oh, you have a podcast? Oh, why don't you talk about soccer?" So I'll talk about soccer for you, and I'm speaking directly to you, Jacob Saylor and Daniel Catalano. Um. In the Premier League, um, Arsenal sitting five points above my beloved Man City at the moment. Where um, I think by this stage you just have to sit there and accept the fact that Arsenal are going to win. It doesn't make me happy, but we're going to win the Champions League, so it's fine. Um, we can let them have that. Um, t- um, m- most more recently, um, Arsenal beating Bournemouth three um, <laughs> two. I just think it's pretty funny the way that as soon as um. As soon as Arsenal need a goal, you know, seven minutes are added on. I just... Coincidental, probably, but... Yeah. Um, Villa beating Crystal Palace 1-0. Brighton 4-0, West Ham. Chelsea beating Leeds. Um, Wolves beating Tottenham. Um, Tottenham just a banter club, aren't they? (laughs) Um, Southampton 1-0 to Leicester. And um, the small and well, last night, um, Man City beat Newcastle two nil. Um, yeah, I I like I think the Premier League this season has been good to some degree, but it's been exciting. Like, how many times have you seen Newcastle finish fifth? Probably a lot, but I certainly haven't. Liverpool coming back up at sixth place now, not really in any contention for the um, top top four, top five. Oh, not no contention for the title. Not much contention for top four either. But Fulham coming up as well. Fulham newly promoted. They've done really well. I think everyone should stand up and applaud Fulham. I mean, obviously, the um, the other end of the table. A bit disappointed that Bournemouth have, then they not won't necessarily go down. But I hate seeing newly promoted teams just go straight back down. Just kind of. Just don't enjoy it. It doesn't seem fair to me. But um, not Forest looking like they will stay up. Well, down the the relegation race, I suppose as you'd call it, is pretty tight. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that Bournemouth can somehow wriggle out of it, and not in Forest stay up as well. And obviously, Fulham would it have to be a mighty effort for them to, um get relegated now but um 
We'll also just quickly touch on Erling Brat Haaland. Um, <laughs> he's just unreal, isn't he? He's just a robot. I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I, th- I believe it's six more goals for the record. His, um, <laughs> it's just funny the way he goes about it. Got racked up another assist today and like, you just love it, don't you? He just the way he goes about it, he just enjoys it too, on and off the field, and he makes it fun for everyone else. Um, which is really, I suppose, what I think everyone forgets in top flight sports. It's about fun, like that's why I love Marnus and Steve Smith so much because they just go out and whilst I take it seriously, they have fun and they enjoy it because there's only so many games you can play. Um, but yeah, I just as just the way Harlan goes about it makes everyone else so happier. Um, just makes sort of puts a smile on my face. I don't watch many of the games, but um, when you look at the scores in the morning, you see Harlan scored again. Like even with the opposition, I feel like it would make you happy. But um, yeah, Marcus Rashford's the other one, obviously with his trademark celebration pointing to his head. Um, I don't really prove of that. He um. I don't heaps of people have done it before me to decide to trademark it. And good on him for having a good season, but you don't need to trademark your own celebration. You're not, you aren't the, you're probably right up there with the best in the world at the moment, but no. Um, and Mbappe, um, he broke the all-time PSG cold record, which really says something. Um, can't say I'm massive fan of Mbappe but Mbappe but you can't really do much about it um he's a great player and you gotta give him credit for that and um yeah pretty much carried France on his shoulders to the World Cup final and um which they lost obviously but it's just pretty I just don't see him I've never met him, my dad over will, considering his status, but um, I just don't see him being the best of people, and I see him being someone who, money, 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 give me all the money, but what would I know? I can't judge a book by its cover. But um, I think that's all I have today. Um, I'll see you next Sunday again. Apologies from last week. Um, stuff happens, and you can't really do much about it, and... We will be back, I'll be back next Sunday, um, provided nothing happens. And, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And the thing I have missed is this is a small milestone, but 10th episode of the BNF podcast, um, which is pretty cool. Small milestone, but a milestone nonetheless. And big thanks to everyone who's listened along the way and given me support. It's great. Um, I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Go Blues.